3: four three two one here we go hello there everybody my screen is smudged hold on <laughs> this is I forgot. a forgot. normally we're
4: not on, we're not one. on camera for on to the next one this is a this is normally podcast only but as i'm sure you're about to let people know
3: yes w- welcome to a very special live edition of on to the next one it's great to be back here on youtube smudged camera or not i am mike heck hope everyone's having a wonderful day and while it is important to discuss the aftermath of UFC events. It is also important to wish a happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there, including my wife, my mom, my mother-in-law, all the mothers out there doing the damn thing. We salute you. Well done. and But we are here to discuss the fallout of an absolutely chaotic UFC 274 fight week event from a matchmaking perspective, which normally... It's kind of easy to do. There's a little bit of a challenge, but I feel like this event brings a whole bunch of different challenges. So we would also love to hear your matchmaking suggestions. So put them in the chat. We'll throw them up on the screen, especially if we're talking about a certain fight. If you have a matchmaking suggestion, there you go. We'll pull them up. We'll discuss if we can. We'll try to get to some of the DMs at the end of the show, but we're going to try our best. We're going to try to do this for about an hour. All right. That's what we're going to try to do here. So, but we're gonna have some fun, and joining me on this ride, as you can see, the co-host, the co-matchmaker. Damn it, he's my best friend, Mister Alexander K. Lee. Hello, sir. How are you doing on this Sunday?
4: Hello. I, well, I'm, I'm happy. Happy Mother's Day to everyone. Uh, my best friend. Yes, it, it's it's a, it's always a great. I, listen, I, I hope people are showing love and respect to their moms, uh, regardless of what day it is. But it is always nice to have a day we can give them that extra shout out. And of course, and by the way, for anyone out there, of course, who might have you know, they're they're. Their mother may have passed or may have grown up with that one. We are here for you. Uh, we, are the, the, we ought to know as a family, and we're here for you. So for anyone, you know, just in a, in a different situation, I just want to say we, we see you guys too. But, uh, of course, a general Happy Mother's Day to all. Uh, I'm excited. And, and by the way, I, I will say, I do think we're not going to have a lot of time for DMs. Uh, we got, I got a lot. I mean, obviously, it was a very uh, eventful. It was an eventful pay-per-view. There was a lot to talk about, both positive and negative. So I, I'm not promising this, but if I have time today or tomorrow... Probably over the course of the next 48 hours, I'll try and like shoot messages back to people who sent me pics. So you'll be getting a personal Alex Lee message instead of necessarily an on-screen shout-out. So better or worse? I don't know, Mike, but I'll, I'll see what I can do. There you go.
3: Well, uh, if I'm not like looking at the camera or anything, it's because I'm actually running the desk right now as well. So I'm trying to do multiple things at once, including host this program. So John, Jones is, gonna, John Jones
4: is going to tweet about Daniel Cormier's Hall of Fame any day now and mike you're gonna have to be on that <laughs>
3: i know damn it uh, tony Ferguson's is gonna give a reaction he's probably gonna give like some incredible speech about what happened last night But we'll get to that in a moment a let's get into tweet <laughs> yeah let's get into probably maybe the most interesting matchmaking pick we have ever had on this show because charles charles Oliveira is no longer the lightweight champion he's now the number one contender for the title that he lost as that crazy fight with Justin Gaethje began. And again, overcomes adversity, knocked down twice. It looks like Gaethje was on his way to becoming the champion, but Oliveira, that quitter, does it again. He hurts Gaethje. He gets on him. He chokes him, taps him. It appeared Gaethje went unconscious after the tap. Wow. What a performance, AK. So the question is, what do we do now? Oliveira is going to fight for the now vacant title that he had right before this performance, was stripped of right before this submission happened, and now he's going to fight for the vacant title against somebody. But who, AK? Who? Is this
4: that difficult? Just just give me the fight I want. Give me Makachev. Give me Makachev. I, I have outlined the scenario since, I want to say before the Poirier fight even. Probably after he... Well, I, I mean, it wasn't about Charles Oliveira specifically, but I always said after Habib Nurmag- Nurmagomedov's somewhat abrupt retirement after he beat Keith G, I said this guy is still, you know, relatively young. I know, I, I understand why he's walking away. I think we all kind of understood it. We applauded it. Um, there just didn't feel like there was a lot left for him to do. And anytime you know a, a great athlete can walk away from uh, MMA you know, with having taken as minimal damage as you can, I would say, for a fighter, good for you. But I think that competitive fire has to still be there. And for me to continue this narrative, I need Charles Oliveira to fight Islam Makachev. I need him to beat Islam Makachev. I need Habib Nurmagomedov to be out there somewhere, watching that, saying, that's my guy. That's my guy. And also, when he sees Charles Oliveira... If you know, if he beats uh, Makachev saying like, man, that's a challenge that I'm really interested in now. That's that's the kind of thing that's going to make me come back because I need to, I want to test myself. I want to see what's up. So I do think that fight needs to happen. I know there's a lot of people that want to see the the Benil Dariush rebooking. I understand. But guys, that fight is not official at all. Uh, Dariush didn't have a leg injury. I understand. I'm sure, of course, obviously Dariush wants that one back. But I'll say this. I think it's more beneficial to Dariush to not get that fight. I think he would lose to Makachev. I think you can preserve Benil as a contender by giving him another opponent uh, without having to possibly derail him uh, with, a, with a Makachev fight. So I'm actually looking out for both guys. I think Makachev, you give him that fight right away, he deserves it. Yeah, he, he doesn't have that top five uh, win. Well, let's, you know, but we, we've seen the skill set. Throw him in there with the champ. I think we all, who doesn't want to see this? Who doesn't want to see this? Benil, give him a, a, maybe another top 10 opponent. Maybe even just top 15. Just keep Benil busy and keep him on his win streak, and then you give him the next tablet shot. So I think there's a lot of good options, but um, Makachev is pretty clear for me.
3: Okay, so if you're new to this show, we matchmake in different ways. Like sometimes we matchmake for like what we want to see happen. And if we were the matchmakers, this is how we would do it. But we also have these very valuable things called no points where if we get one right, you bank an no point. So I'm gonna take a risk here And explain myself. And I'm going to take everybody on a little bit of a journey because there's a lot of options right now. But Dana White, in all of his glory, said something that led me to slightly dip a toe onto a side, and I'm just going to stick with it. But there is a hurdle, AK. There's a hurdle. There's options. A lot of people think that it will be Conor McGregor. That it will not be my selection. There's people out there who think, after that sensational knockout, Michael Chandler has earned his way back to a fight. I'm not going to Michael Chandler. There's Islam Makachev, like you just mentioned. Would make a lot of sense. There's Benil Dariush. It just doesn't seem like my brother in bald, Dana White, is on Makachev getting that title shot right now. He was asked point blank, and I know we don't make fights right after these cards, but you would think that... If Makachev was the guy, he would just would have said it. We're going to do it in October. It's going to be Makachev-Oliver for the title. He didn't say that. And he seemed very excited about rebooking Makachev versus Darius for that Abu Dhabi card. So I see some people going in and taking guesses here. Dak Shouf, you're right on the money, my man. There's a fight coming up on July 2nd. And I'm going to get crazy, AK. If Alexander Volkanovsky beats Max Holloway a third time, and he fancies himself a chance to get on that short list of two division champions, I could absolutely see the UFC giving Volkanovsky that shot. In fact, Dana White said, should he want to do that, he would get an immediate title shot. And this featherweight division is in a place right now that if he beats Max Holloway, the division needs to play itself out a little bit. There are some big fights coming up, but what's bigger? What's bigger for Volkanovsky right now? Fighting Calvin Cater? I like Calvin a lot. What about Josh Emmett? Would be a really cool story. Not a big fight. Volk going up to 155 and fighting Charles Oliveira for the vacant lightweight title. That's a super interesting fight. So I'm going to stick with Chaos, AK. That has been my theme for this entire fight week. Volk has to win for this to happen. But that's a big if. That's a big if. I'm I'm in. That's the one I want.
4: Yeah, how how can you be against that? I mean... I, I, I like a good buildup as much as anyone. You know, I like good storyline, I like good, like good buildup. But I'm also pretty impatient as well when it comes to match. I mean, look, I just said give Makachev the fight right away. You know, I, I don't want to see the him go through Darius and all this stuff. So the same thing when you propose super fight like Volkanovski and uh, and Charles Oliveira. I'm just gonna say, just do it, just do it. If it is possible to do it, like you said, if he beats Max Holloway. Fairly, and he's fairly injury free. He's like, I'm ready to turn around and 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 get get another fight, and I want to I want to challenge Oliver. You just do it. You don't overthink it. You don't think like, oh, does Oliver does does you know does Volkanovski you know is there any like you said is there anyone else a featherweight needs to fight first? Does Charles Olivera, again? You know what about the lightweight contenders line? That's a super cool fight. It is. The, we we should have the number one like rule. I, I don't know. Is is it a cool fight? I should add this to the disclaimer, Mike. It's like it's like have you thought about this fight? Is it a cool fight? Yes. Yes, absolutely, and it's I, an
3: awesome fight. Yeah,
4: so I went, I went, I think a little bit more midway with like what I think is more realistic to happen. So I'm like, okay, so that's why I'm leaning towards Makachev. But if I had a magic wand pick, give me, give me Volkanovski and Olivera tomorrow. That's just supposed to be so cool. Yeah. And I, and I think Volkanovski would be favored. Um, I do think there's the element of hopefully no one calling Olivera a quitter. But I mean that he has lot. You know, we've seen him lose in di- different scenarios before. It would be like. It would be like, let's not forget, back, 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 back in the day, once upon a time, Charles Oliveira lost to Frankie Edgar, and it was not a close fight. Frankie Edgar handled him a very clear cut decision. Volkanovski is like super, is like the the super evolution of Edgar. He's he's got the same technical skills, more knockout power, um, just that that speed, that inhuman like hand speed. I think
3: he'd be favored. I think
4: he'd be like a minus one fifty favorite by the time Fight Night rolled around. Volkanovski would uh, over
3: Oliveira. And you could sell that fight as... I mean, I know Usman right now, in a lot of people's eyes, is the pound-for-pound pound guy. But you could you could absolutely build that fight as whoever wins this one is the best fighter on the planet there you right go. now. Yep. Absolutely. Promotional 101. That's how you do it. And there are people who are just like, eh, nah, Olivera just gonna run through Charles- Alex Volkanovsky. I don't think so. No way. I think that's a super interesting fight. And listen, I love the Makachev fight. I think all roads lead to Oliver versus Makachev. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that fight, but that fight could be bigger. But we need Makachev to beat somebody else. We need him to get a marquee win, and that fight just becomes more interesting. He goes out, beats Benil Dariush, he gets the winner of that fight, and Islam Makachev title shot, when it finally happens, becomes that much bigger. You give it to him now, it's still very interesting, but it's not as big as it could be if he goes out and gets that that win. So. Okay.
4: If anyone who thinks he would run through him, at worst, you're getting the Charles, what has become the Charles Oliveira formula. Charles gets, uh, uh <laughs> Oliveira gets hurt early. He comes back to some crazy, crazy ish, fires back on the feet, lands bombs, and then uh, goes to the jiu-jitsu, and gets himself, uh, gets himself another chokeout. So even, if, even if that happened, even when we're kind of like, oh, he won that way again. That'd be freaking amazing. Like even if you didn't get a back and forth battle, and you got this, the the, the now patented Charles Oliveira comeback. uh If he did that to Volkanovski, that'd be insane and
3: and amazing. So. Benil is injured, but he's yeah. on the road to recovery. He was even saying he could fight this summer, but they're not going to... Islam is not fighting till October. There's, they're just, the UFC is not going to risk it. They're mm-hmm. going back to Abu Dhabi. Islam Makachev is going to be on that card. Are they going to put Oliveira on that card with him? I don't know. I don't know. And put, I could so see us, Oliveira fighting before that. I could see him fighting before that. Benil could be
4: on that card too. Yeah, he could get a fight on that card.
3: Yeah, they could actually... It, that's, I actually think that's the fight. They should just fight each other. Then we have a clear cut number one contender. Let's let the silliness oh, no, of the I... division play out. No, 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 yeah. no. I'm saying
4: Makachev, Charles Oliveira, Benil fight someone, and Benil fight someone else.
3: Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah you could do that as well. I mean, there's there's lots of ways you go with this. I'm taking just I'm taking a risk here. I'm taking a risk, and I admit that I'm taking a risk. So it's gonna be interesting. I don't know. It could be Connor. Most people believe it's gonna be Connor getting the title shot. So who the hell knows? We're probably all wrong at this point. Who knows? but let's go to Justin Gagey because he falls short once again in his bid to become a world champion. I'm ready to see a rematch AK. It just kind of needs to happen at this point because we have one guy that's kind of on an Island looking to get off. And we have a guy that's just kind of in a position where he's just going to have super fun fights. So no one's going to complain about this one. Justin Gagey versus Dustin Poirier too. Let's just have it. Let's just make it happen. Massive fight, super fun, Dustin just wants to fight somebody. Let's have some sweet, sweet violent fun. What do you think for gaethje
4: I think Poray would agree to it. I just think no human being should have to fight Justin gaethje more than once, and I'm sure if Poray had other options, he would. And I've been campaigning for uh, an RDA rematch. I know that's kind of off the table because they are booking Hafael versus Hafael uh again, so but I still I'm still holding out for that. I'm still holding out for Poray to 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 fight some besides Gage G, that was my first choice of the to G match because I was just running down to all the options from like you know the, all the top twenty guys and these people who are booked, people who just don't make sense for Poirier. Um, so I understand it, I, and it's been what four years I think since their first fight. it's been a while. It's been yeah. a while. They're, they're different guys. It'd be an amazing fight. Who's going to say no? You, you you make that a five round. Oh no, actually, no. For their sake, just make it a three rounder. That's you're going to pay them more. I went in a crazier direction, Mike. I went with a guy that you actually. As the commissioner of Eagle FC, plan to make an integral part of that promotion one day when you take over. I want to see Gaethje kind of try going up. Maybe not permanently, just for a few fights. Go up to 170. Give me this fight. Give me Gaethje versus Vicente Luque. Damn. Go up to one, or 165, 160, whatever. 170, uh, 170. it's quite easy for Luque. 170. Let's just do it. Let's do it. Why? Who can, I, I think Gaethje, I get it. He's going to be in the title conversation as long as he wants to be. He's always one or two highlight reel knockouts away from getting another title shot. Especially if Charles Oliveira loses the belt. Then you try and set up Gaethje Makachev at some point. I get it. I get it. He, but those fights will be there no matter what happens. So give me this fun fight with him and Luke, a, And I think that would just be,
3: I don't know. I just think that would be insane. That would be freaking wild. I think Luque is just gigantic compared to Justin a Gaethje, But I mean, listen, if they book it, no one's going to complain about it. And, Yeah, I mean, is just kind of in that fun, crazy fight realm right now, and that's pretty much where he is, so.
0: The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down.
3: is the strawweight champion of the world once again. She defeats Rose Namajunas. Not a, uh, not a spirited battle by any stretch of the imagination. I guess that's as nicely as I'm going to put it here on the Sunday morning on like 32 minutes of sleep. Carla wins. She gets it done. Dana White said, and I think a lot of people agree, that if J. Jacek beat Zhang Lee at UFC 275, she's in. I tend to agree with that. So that's my half of the pick. What do you think? I'm
4: going magic wand here. I Can we just get the Marina Rodriguez fight out of the way? It's, I, I, listen, I'll even admit it is it, it is not the... Uh, me, Mar- specifically, Marina Rodriguez uh, title fight rematch with Carlos Barza. I, I under, Even I, as I'm making this pick, I'm like, yeah, I'd probably rather see uh, Yad Shechik and Esparza rematch. I'd probably rather see Zhang Wei Li and Carlos Barza. Uh, even Jessica Andrade's Carlos Barza is probably a more appealing matchup these all these all these former champions uh facing the new champion or the two-time champion now far more compelling but i just feel like M- marina has done enough i feel like she's in the position carla was in last year we were kind of like oh man like she can we just get her the title shot she's she's she deserves it i wish that win over yan shonan had been more definitive for marina i wish that fight had been on the main card instead of sergey spivak versus some nameless jobber um so that shows you how <laughs> how how bad the chances are of Marina actually getting that title shot over the other uh, candidates we've named. But for me, again, magic wand pick. Give Marina that shot. A lot of people thought she won the first fight with Carla, She deserves it. Yo Yoana Yacecik, Zhang Weili, Jessica Andraj, they're going to be there. Those those fights will be there. They'll be there to fight Esparza. They'll be there to fight uh, Rodriguez if she beats Esparza. I'm going against what I said before about like how I want things now. Those are stalwarts. They'll get their title shots. <laughs> yeah loopy versus marina sure um but uh i am i am all in on marina getting her tell shot and again i think she's just a great matchup i know her last fight was not like super compelling and not you know a statement win as far as getting a tell shot but put in her look at
3: her body of work look at the first fight with carla let's make it happen it's joanna with the win it's Jessica Andrade with a loss fresh matchup I think Zhang Wei will need another win if she beats Joanna. Marina Rodriguez is certainly there. But unfortunately, when you have these types of scenarios, there's always one odd woman out of the equation. And I feel like Marina Rodriguez is the odd woman out in this equation. And this is no disrespect. I just feel that's kind of the position she's in right now. If the Yan Xiaonan fight went a little bit differently, I think we'd be talking a little more confidently about Marina getting this title fight. A win is a win, and that's great. But I think for me, I have a lot of – my expectations for Marina Rodriguez are very, very high. And I think once she does get to a title fight, she has a very good chance to win. I don't think she's ready for it right now. I think she needs to get another fight in before she does fight for the title. So, yeah, I think if Juana wins next month, they're definitely going to make that rematch. And Jessica Andrade gets it if she doesn't. So the road kind of sucks if you're Carla Like You're probably either getting Ioana, the woman who has been giving you nightmares for the last six years, or Jessica Andrade, who probably has given you a couple over the last three or four years, just thinking about what she has done to people, including Rose Damajunas. Now, speaking of Rose Damajunas, AK, we're on a journey, so bear with me. If Ioana wins June 11th, it's Rose Namajunas just gone, Drudge three. The trilogy fight happens. That's it. If that doesn't happen, God, I don't even know. Rose, Rose, Marina Rodriguez, Rose, Mackenzie Dern.
4: My you know nose, I'm, I'm gonna, my I'm, nose, I'm, about to start bleeding from these permutations, Mike.
3: I'm giving Marina the. I'm giving Marina the rub. I'm you know I'm gonna give her this fight. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna give Marina Rose if. Uh, the chips fall where they may. I don't know. It's tough after a fight like that because we don't know if Rose is going to take a year off because she doesn't take losses very well. So, yeah, that I'll go that route. What do you think for Rose? Uh,
4: you know what's funny, when I uh last time when I was picking for uh Mackenzie Dern, I had I had defaulted to Carlos Barza if she beats uh Rose sorry if she loses to Rose Namajunas for some reason I hadn't considered the other option I don't know why I guess I just wasn't interested in seeing Dern uh, Namajunas at this point but it's almost like I feel like it's almost like I feel like uh, after that just bizarre performance from both women on on uh, Saturday that they have a they have some reputation rebuilding to do as far as the less because she has that gold belt around her waist at least and now because you can say she has officially beaten, you know, Namajunas twice. That's a nice feather in her cap. Namajunas, I don't know. I saw a lot of, uh, you know, fans turn on her very quickly. She's kind of like that. She's kind of a polarizing fighter. When she's exciting, fans, you know, a lot of fans love her. When she has one of these kind of disappointing performances, boy, they come out of the woodwork to slam her. And uh, I don't think that's warranted. But I do think there are. I do want to see if she can continue the trend, as Jed Mishu said, rightly, that she performs well when she's not the champion. There's something about the championship pressure. Obviously, you're just facing elite competition, so it's always going to be, you know, to be tough. There's something about the championship pressure that seems to take away from her aggression. So, now that she is once again chasing the belt, I want to see how she do with, against Mackenzie Dern. I think Dern is a, obviously a great style matchup. I think on the ground she beats anybody, including Rose Namajunas, who has a very strong ground game. I think Dern beats her down there. On the other hand, I could see her just knocking Mackenzie Dur- Um.
3: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. AK, come back to me. This is, I mean, trust me, this is going to be riveting stuff. Oh, he's back. He's back. Can you hear Continue me? Okay, I'm back. Oh, to okay.
4: Anyway, uh, 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 too long, didn't listen, internet broken. Uh, yeah, I, 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 just, <laughs> <laughs> I just think uh, I, I am now interested in seeing Dern prove herself against Namajunas. Namajunas could knock her out. A motivated Namajunas could knock McKenzie Dern out like two minutes. I don't know. But if it goes to the ground, of course, Dern always has a chance. And the UFC really wants to push uh, Dern to a title shot. That's, that's the path to it, man. If she can beat Rose Namajunas, huge win. Uh, I'm interested in seeing that now. I wasn't like two months ago. Now suddenly I, I want to. Look at that!
3: Look at that comment, AK. Look at that. I
2: saw a Bugs, lot of crows. that.
3: That's
4: not Bugs, nice, guys.
3: That's I saw amazing. a lot of that. No, he's talking about you.
4: Man. He's talking about uh, you. They, they're talking about Your me. internet. Oh, they are, but they're also that's also what people were calling uh, Rose oh, and yeah, last night. Yeah, I think
3: not very, not very nice. Uh, what are we looking at here? Okay, so there we go. We're back. AK's back. I'm back. Co-main event we is out of the way now. Let's head to the man who stole the show, AK. His name is Michael Chandler. A plus, 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 plus is all the way up my walls right now. Performance with the knockout of the year, maybe of the decade, then the promo of the year, maybe of the decade, probably not. But man, this guy just crushed you last night, AK. This guy is crushing life since going to the UFC. He's two and two, but. Nobody cares that he's two and two. In everybody's eyes, he's like 18 and 0 with the performances, the fights this guy's having. That in knockout of Tony Ferguson was absolutely redonkulous. He goes out, gets on the mic. He screams bloody murder, calls for the winner of the main event, or I will go up to 170 and fight you, Conor McGregor. You got to come back and fight somebody, bro. Are any of these real options for Michael Chandler after that sensational finish of Tony Ferguson? yeah conor mcgregor
4: let's do it let's stop messing around conor mcgregor and moving on moving on mike moving on it, it, it's a good call out. i know everyone listen i get it everyone calls out conor mcgregor conor conor at best to a lot of these guys response on twitter he did immediately i think like seconds after <laughs> chandler's post by promo was over he sent out a pretty like moderately you know worded tweet just kind of like oh yeah 170 that'd be fun yeah I think it's got a good knock um yeah, it makes sense for both guys. I mean, how can it's a it's a it's a good matchup for McGregor. It's a winnable fight. I would I think I would favor Chandler, but I think the odds would probably end up in McGregor's favor. He's just so much more well known, and he's so obviously you know you got that casual betting coming in. Um, but it wouldn't be big. It wouldn't be a he wouldn't be a huge favorite. And how how can McGregor how can he avoid a guy who technically is only not actually technically who is two and two in the UFC? McGregor's gonna duck this guy. Come on, it makes a lot of sense. He it's a like, good. Excuse me. It's a guy who's willing to come up to 170. Just do it, Connor. Get 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 healthy, get healed. Wait for this. Tell Dana White you want this fight. Start promoting it now. Let's go.
3: I I could not disagree with this comment more. He hasn't proved anything yet in the UFC. Come on, dude. Come on. The dude went hammer and tongs with Justin Gaethje for 15 minutes when that clearly wasn't his path. He has the knockout of the year, one of the greatest knockouts in the history of the company. And he was seconds away from becoming the UFC lightweight champion. Seconds away. One misstep. One mistake. He'd be the champion right now. I think this has been a tremendously successful run for him. In the craziest division in the sport right now. So, yeah, I'm with you, AK. I'm giving the man what he wants. Give him Connor. Chandler deserves that fight. Let's rock and roll. He's not here for a long time. He's here for a good time, AK. So, let's have a good time. 170 pounds. Michael Chandler versus Conor McGregor. I'm into it. No one's going to be upset about that fight being booked. Let's do it. Dana White's favorite fighter's favorite fighter versus Dana White's actual favorite fighter. I'm in.
4: Yeah, imagine imagine seeing someone land a kick like that. A once in a lifetime kick on a guy and flooring someone out cold as durable as Tony Ferguson and then being like and being like, "Yeah, but have they really shown anything though?" What does that really What does that really prove? <laughs> It's like, oh, guys, it's like, guys it's okay to enjoy it's okay to enjoy things it's okay to enjoy, like it's okay not to be a fan of guys too like maybe you're not a fan of chandler i get it and maybe you're like oh why isn't he four or no? seven two and two sure C- sure could he be better i mean yeah has he been pretty damn friggin good in the ufc so far
3: objectively yes <laughs> it's okay to enjoy things guys it's all right he's become a top five at, at worst top five must watch fighters in the company right now in four yeah. fights it's not insanity. enough for sanity not enough for some people mike Now, when we have a moment like this, somebody has to be on the opposing end of it. And that man, unfortunately, was El Kakui Tony Ferguson, who had, it looks like the old El Kakui was coming back, AK. He wins the first round. He knocks Chandler on his ass. Chandler takes him down, but he's on his back and he's slicing and dicing with elbows. I mean, it was it was a clear Tony Ferguson round. He won a round for the first time in over three years. Nobody saw this kick up the middle coming. In fact, Michael Chandler didn't even see this this kick up the middle coming. So, do you want to kick this off? you want to kick this off? Because just to peel behind the curtain, you kind of questioned whether or not we were going to oh. match make for Tony Ferguson. So, uh, I'll let you have at it first.
4: Yeah, listen, I, I very rarely like to advocate for a fighter to retire because like, we don't we don't we don't know what's going on in their heads and and it's easy for us to say oh a fighter's lost three four fights and just took a vicious knockout and say they should walk away so if uh, this is my my uh caveat for any any fighter who i think like should possibly walk away if they have enough money if they're satisfied with their career if they have other things in their life that they want to pursue please you know consider retirement and don't take any more damage because tony Ferguson has been fighting for 14 years i think and he's been in wars, man. Like, this is a hard 14. This isn't like, this isn't like he's been like, oh, yeah, he's kind of like, he's been grinding out decisions and like dominating. But, like, he gets damaged a lot. People remember the Lando Venata fight he got rocked in. I mean, it, 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 he fought, he went almost five full rounds with Justin Gage. He probably would have gone five rounds if he had a choice. You know, I think the referee really even could have stepped in earlier. It was such a, that was such a nasty, gnarly fight. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I advocate for retirement, but I, I hate telling fighters to do that. And I won't assume they will. I don't get the vibe from Tony Ferguson that he's considering that. So I did get him a fight. And I think it's one that would just be super fun. I don't think he's at risk of getting, like, bolted like we just saw on Saturday. And I'm a little amazed this fight has never happened or even been booked before. Give me Tony Ferguson and a guy who recently headlined a fight night event against one of the best lightweights in the world. Give me Ferguson versus Bobby Green. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah.
3: That's a popular one. Yeah. By the way, Joe McCarter, like that is absolutely false. As the most false statement we've seen so far. All Why three judges. I'm things. looking at the scorecard right now. All three judges scored that first round of Tony Ferguson. Why do people so say you're these absolutely things? You guys, incorrect. you guys know you can look this
4: stuff up, right? It's like, right is, there.
3: It's, a, it's, it's a, literally right there.
4: It's at UFC.com if you want I'm to just, find I it. Mean, I things.
3: mean, I don't mean to throw some shade, but I'm on notes <laughs> no, right it. now.
4: You know, you to um, help. You're doing this person a favor. Help them. It's called, it's called the internet. You can Google Ferguson Chandler scorecard.
3: It's right there. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's really funny that we go, we, we've, we've gone to Tony Ferguson and by far more picks are coming in for Tony Ferguson. I thought Ferguson's first round was great. He gets colded by a super sneaky kick that I've never seen Chandler throw that, you know, he's probably never thrown as well. So it's clear that his hopes to ever get back to a title fighter are, 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 are officially gone, right? They're officially gone. But there are still some fun scraps that could happen. And as we've seen, AK, numbers don't lie. We don't like to go behind the curtain too much and talk about clicks and views and stuff like that. But Tony Ferguson was the man this week. I mean, everybody wanted to know what he was doing. Everybody wanted to see what he had to say. Ferguson versus Green is fun. I hope he takes some time off. But when he comes back, I'm kind of in the same boat, but I'm going a little bit different. And I see some people actually going through there. Tony Ferguson versus Jim Miller. Let's just do it. Let's just do that fight. It's a big-time vet matchup. It's good matchmaking. I really like it. Tony Ferguson isn't going to get hurt in that fight. Jim Miller is just a, a freaking demon, so he's probably not going to get hurt in the fight either. So worst thing that happens to Tony Ferguson, he might get dropped a little bit. He's probably going to get submitted, worst case. And then probably the same for Jim Miller. Like, th- it's just a fun vet fight that I think both guys... See even even my dog likes Tony Ferguson versus Jim Miller. So, yeah, I'm going with that. I like the Bobby Green suggestion. Let me ask you this. There's another one that got brought up last night. What about Dan Hooker? If yeah. we're gonna do a rank guy, I think that Dan Hooker probably makes it. the most sense.
4: I dig it. I dig it. this is this is why this is why, again, as much as I'm, you know, clutching my pearls and saying, oh, I wish these you know these lightweight who have done all you know, these lightweight veterans who have been like twenty plus fights and just like put their bodies through it, they should retire. Listen. If they don't want to and they want to keep fighting, that's that's great. That is their that is their they're grown men. They can make these decisions themselves. Um, and I and I hope we see more matchups like we saw. Unfortunately, it got canceled because uh, Cerrone had a unfortunately an illness, like Donald Cerrone or Lausanne. I think Ferguson is in that range now. Now you uh, a little bit you know not the, specifically against Cerrone or Lausanne. but yeah, other veterans: Jim Miller, Dan Hooker, Bobby Green. There's a lot of great fights to still be had. Put aside, oh, what does this mean for the rankings? What does this mean for title talk? That that doesn't matter for some of these guys anymore. And it shouldn't. We watch fights because MMA is supposed to be fun. That's the one our rule we always say. Do you want to see Tony Ferguson fight a Jim Miller? Yeah. Do you want to see him fight Bobby Green? Yeah. Who would say no to these things? These are great fights. These are fun fights. So for Ferguson, he's in that range now. I hope he keeps making good money. I, I hope if he signs a new contract with the UFC, it's 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 another even though he's not in the contenders line significantly anymore that he gets another pay bump up, and uh, and that he can you know continue fighting and hopefully get to the point where he's satisfied and, and, and can walk away. But if he's not, a lot a lot of fun fights ahead. I'm into it.
3: Man, I like the Ally Quinta idea too. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs>
4: But Al's kind of, I hope, and I hope Al is in the Joel Design range too, where he's kind of like, I'm just gonna, because he kind of said, I think the last time he's like, you know, he's definitely considering retirement, but it not, hasn't quite walked away. I hope he's like Joel Design, where obviously he's got that booming real estate business, and can just say, yeah, I want to fight once a year, or I want to fight like every 18 months, like I just want to fight when I want to. If Al yeah. like Akin has that freedom, more power to you, man, because rest, recover, train when you want, train on your own schedule, and get fight, get the big fights
3: when, uh, whenever they come around. I love that stuff. Listen, and everyone's saying Al's retired. Al is retired 5,000 times. (laughs) Okay. He's, but he went on Ariel's show and was like, eh, you know, I still kind of (laughs) dabble. Like, I think I guarantee he's still in the USADA pool. So, I I guarantee he's still in the USADA pool. So, I would say Al is not retired. Al would certainly fight Tony Ferguson if it was offered to him. Mm -hmm. If he was retired, his retirement would end. That's for damn sure. But these are the kinds of fights. I do not want to see Tony Ferguson fight Armand Sarukian. Of the world. Those are the fights I don't want to see. I don't want to see him fighting Raphael Faziv's. Those types of guys. No, 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 no. You want to do Dan Hooker. You want to give him a rank guy. Cool. Like that's, that's it. Other than that, Bobby Greens, Jim Millers. Those are the kinds of fights. Ally Quinta. I'm in for that. Other than that, not Faziv. I, I just, I, I just don't want to see him get badly knocked out or badly hurt like jim miller is just it's a fun scramble fest scrap and people complain about that fight come on now that fight rules and it's gonna be super fun let's make this real quick AK, because um i don't know if you know this but osp fought shogun last night oh did he now and he won and with all due respect i don't want to spend a lot of time here the fight was what it was osp got a victory and two paychecks now what
4: Ryan Span, Jan Kuchalaba fight next weekend. The winner of that fight will fight OSP. There we go. Done and simple. done. Okay. I'll make it simple. Mine's uh-huh.
3: way better than yours. Okay. OSP versus Ed Herman, AK. Let's just do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that come has come to have been booked for it. That's
4: never been booked. That's that has never to
3: been booked. No It's way. never been booked. It's never, never been even been booked.
4: booked. That's not possible.
3: But that, like, I feel know, like right, that Ed fight far. will be less terrible oh. because I feel like Ed Herman will... Make OSP fight a little bit, because Ed like Ed's not winning a lot, and he gets hurt in a lot of fights. The Mike Rodriguez fight is nuts, but I feel like Ed will still go after OSP and like try to do stuff and force OSP to like try to do stuff back. So I mean, listen, OSP for Ed Herman. We got two young bucks looking to make a name for themselves. Why not? Now this was an emotional roller coaster. Of an event because it's the main card started off pretty fun. Welterweights fun scrap in the main opener. Then we got OSP. Then we got Chandler Ferguson. Then we got the co-main event, and then we got the main event. It was just literally an emotional roller coaster ride. But the main card opener was was really good. Randy Brown overcomes a tough first round, gets the split decision win over Chaos Williams. Chaos thought he won. I did not think he won. I thought the judges got this one right. thought Randy Brown won the second and third. I think this would be a good spot for the returning D rod AK Randy Brown versus Daniel Rodriguez. I'm in. That's my pick. What say you?
4: Yep, In lockstep with you, buddy. Uh, that's one we've talked about on the show. I feel like I do know before. I think, uh, our pal Marcus McGahey I be- I was looking through the kind of the old, uh, past no picks. He's definitely someone who brought that up. So hat tip to, uh, Marcus and, uh, yeah, no- nothing else needs to be said. Both guys. I think it'd be great if they got like a top 15 opponent for sure. I- I'd love to see that direction as well, but it, doesn't feel like the schedule is quite working out for them that way. So I think you have to throw them in there with each other. And again, a loss does not knock either guy out of like contention forever. It'd be, it'd be a great fight. It would let us get a better gauge of which one of these guys is really top 15, top 10 potential. Maybe both of them. Maybe it's both of them. But um it'd be cool to see. And uh yeah, uh we haven't seen D Rod in a bit. I think that's the fight for him to uh to come back to. So perfect matchmaking. I'm I'm with you on that one all the way. All right.
3: Let us head to the wild card round where we will select one fighter we have not match made for yet and we will do so right now so it could be somebody from the main card that was not victorious could be anybody from the prelims winner or or loser so AK, as usual you are our kenny lofton you're our lead off hitter for the wild card round where what are we going with
4: uh there was a very obvious name to pick of a standout performance from the preliminaries but i'm not going to because this person i think well we'll address him in a bit we'll address him shortly uh, you may have picked him. I don't know, but I went in a different direction. I am one of the weird people who's like, <laughs> for years I've been saying the feather, women's featherweight division is just like not a division that you can really invest in. I always see those going like, oh, why don't they do a a, a, a featherweight uh, ultimate fighter to to you know add you know get build up that roster? They did that. All those women turned out were actually bantamweights, so that did nothing. Uh, it's just not. It's it's uh it breaks sort of that that athletic threshold where like if you're a coordinated athletic um, woman who is like around that 145, 150, 155 range and above, you're probably gonna try and play another sport. Um that's that's just that's just and that's why people ask also, oh, why why does even the the you know on the men's side, why does uh why does the people seem to get less skilled as they get bigger and bigger and bigger as you go middleweight, light heavyweight, heavyweight? Cause once you reach that level, if you're coordinated, you're athletic, you're gonna try something else. You're gonna try football, you can try basketball. There's not enough money in MMA to attract these athletes to it. Like, say what you want about like the amount of money that uh, some of these like a WNBA player makes. It's still way more than your average <laughs> MMA fighter. So, anyway, that's a little side rant. But I am going Macy Chiasan because Mike, you know, I have been pushing for. Again, I'm I'm building my long term narratives here. I have been pushing for Josiane Nunez to fight. <laughs> Amanda Nunez someday. I want little tiny Josiane Nunez to stay at 145. Uh, she just fought uh, Pascual <laughs> on a short notice. It obviously wasn't intended for that, her to stay at 145. But why not? If this division is there, quote unquote there, and they're going to keep booking fights in it like they did for Saturday, like Norma Dumont versus Macy Chiasen, then let's keep making fights happen. Give Macy, Josiane Nunez, give the winner of that fight, Amanda Nunez, regardless of what happens with uh, Juliana Pena, uh, that featherweight belt exists. I know it sounds weird to say it exists. It is still around Amanda Nunez's waist. I think if she wanted to defend it, she would, because that's an easy championship paycheck for her and possibly pay-per-view points. So, uh, what, and whether it happens at featherweight or not, I actually just kind of want to see that fight. So Macy Chiasen, and Amanda Nunez, uh, so, excuse me, Josiane Nunez at, uh,
3: 145, I think, but at 135, that's good too. I'm in. I like it. Uh, I just want to see Josie Nunes fight because it's just hilarious because she's like five one and just massive, like just jacked. She's got superb power for somebody that size, unbelievable. Hey, AK, you already know where I'm going with this. I'm going with Brandon Royval. We oh. are celebrating the year of the raw dog. After oh, all. come on,
4: <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna uh, censor that on uh, on the podcast, right? When it comes when it comes to the podcast, Uh no. Someone sent me that someone sent me like they tried to do me a favor. They sent me the nickname and they like bleeped out like the uh, like some of the letters and I'm like, it looks worse because it look, <laughs> it look, it's just because it's just it's just raw. It's just like raw D and then like three asterisks oh, and I'm like, that's worse. It looks that's worse. worse. Don't,
3: uh, don't I do. do I do. I did see this question, so I'm going to address it right now. Uh, Dana White did say that they're probably not going to do Moreno versus Viggy Four. I don't think he's saying that it's not going to happen like for it's, they're not going to make it like forever until the end of time. It's just that Figueredo is hurt. He's got a hand injury. They were thinking he spoke to Game Cruz from MAfighting.com. fighting.com. Figgy was thinking like September, October. Now it's looking like it might be even later than that. So there have been talks from what I understand to have a fight between Brandon Moreno and Kai Kaikara France. Now I don't know if they're going to do an interim title I don't know what, but from what I understand, Brandon Moreno wants to fight this summer against Figueiredo or Car France or anybody that wants to fight him, okay? So right now, timing just doesn't work out. Brandon Royval said that he has, ho- he has heard that they're going to do Moreno versus Car France for an interim title. That part I don't know, but I do know that there have been discussions about doing Moreno versus Kaikar France sometime this summer. And I love that fight a lot. Having said that, this is kind of a selfish pick for me. And it's a realistic pick because Brandon Royval was actually really smart with his callout. He's not going to fight Brandon Moreno right now. He wants that fight back badly. But if the UFC does go the route of booking this fight for an interim title between Brandon Moreno and Kai Car France, and something happens to one of those guys, I feel like Roy Vall's is going to be the first phone call that's made to step in and take that fight. Why? Because he's the highest ranked guy without a fight right now, and he's also fought pretty much the whole top five outside of Askar Askarov. But Askar Askarov is fighting Alex Perez in July, so he's likely not getting the title fight. He could be ready, have the phone near him if the phone rings. AK, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Two of my favorites. This is guaranteed violence. But again. Hurdled to jump over. If the former rising bantamweight champion Manel Kopp, beats Hughero Bonterre on June 11th at UFC 275, Brandon Royval versus Manel Kopp. good lord, you're welcome, world. You're welcome.
4: That's another. That's another one round fight choo, of the choo, night choo. waiting to happen. That's, <laughs> like that could easily <laughs> go one round and still be like again because they just gave they just gave Royval and Schnell fight of the night for a fight that didn't even last two and a half minutes. So uh, I could definitely see that happening you know, with him and him and cap. Uh, yeah. Hey, listen, I like it. That's the pick
3: that that might, might, that might be my best wildcard pick ever. But of course, again, Malikov has to fight on June 11th and he has to win on June 11th for, for this to be a thing. So there we go. Um, do we have any extracurriculars here? Uh, I
4: just want to shout out our listeners for, for na- nailing some of these picks, obviously some very obvious ones, but and just, to, I like to give a little rundown of stuff that's kind of become official this week, guys. So, uh, or mostly sorry not official but at least in talks you know we've got we've got sources saying that the, these are definitely gonna happen some of them announced some of them were announced on saturday uh so we got Sarukyan versus Matias gamrat june 25th uh it looks Jeez. like we got adesanya and cannoneer and volkanovsky holloway three that was that's official now ufc 276 july 2nd uh Ankalaya versus anthony smith ufc 277 on july 30th and uh in the works tuivasa versus gone for september 3rd Fingers crossed in in Paris. That would be so sick. Uh, and uh, Tuivasa takes France is just was just it just writes itself. So a lot of a lot of our listeners had those picks together, guys. We did we, we picked those as a family. So great work there. And I'm going to give out individual points. MMA heads always sending out great picks. O'Malley versus Munoz, UFC 276, July 2nd. And uh, to our pal, the Otno coin collector, who I haven't seen in a while, but they picked Sean Strickland versus Alex Pajeda. Uh, also going down UFC 276. So well done, everyone. Well done, listeners, uh, regular listeners of Otno. And uh, if you're new to the show, people, send in those picks. Let us know. Throw those comments in.
3: Pantoja literally defeated Roy Bale last five weeks. Ago. No, we're not excluding him. All I'm saying was I liked the callout. I liked the fact. And listen, what we're going to remember, this is a recency bias sport. Brandon Royval did that in front of a crowd that loved him and reacted very positively to what he did against Matt Chanel and a very exciting fight for as long as it lasted. So if there's a choice between Royval and Pantoja, meritocracy aside, Royval's gotten that phone call. Like, he's getting the phone call. He's the more exciting fighter. Pantoja's very good. And if this is Bellator, he'd probably fight, already have fought for the title. But this isn't Bellator. This is the UFC. And yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Not excluding him, but I just feel that it was a good call-out. And is going to fight Manel Cap anyways. So everybody wins, okay? Listen,
4: P- Pantoja needs to start talking crap on Twitter, all right, guys? Because that's the... He, here's here's the one problem with Pantoja, who might be the best flyweight in the world. We don't know. In between his fights, he kind of just, like, doesn't exist. Um, he's not the only sure. one who has this, No, right? but He's not the only one who has this problem. It's true. But he has no like social media or even conventional media presence. He's not out there doing interviews. And I I, and I I, don't, I personally don't mind that. Like I find that kind of like, you know, privacy refreshing, but we are talking about MMA. We're talking about combat sports. We're talking about sports entertainment. And Pantoja does not play that game. He, he The game he plays, he's very good at. Again, maybe the best, if and at least one of the top three flyweights, I think in the world, but you got to play the game a little bit. And that's why he just, it does not come up in these conversations
3: be Godinez getting some love here. Cheyenne Valismas, that'd be an interesting fight. Uh, a lot of Islam versus Charlie Olives. Love here should be Islam Oliveira. Chandler versus Connor for sure. Winner fights for the belt. Definitely gonna be Pantoja Figgy. I don't think so. Sorry. Kai France. The only the only person. I mean, listen, Pantoja has an argument, but Kai France clearly would be the guy to fight for the title next. Like if something happened and like Moreno couldn't fight Figgy, they're calling Kaikar France first. He's there. He's earned it. The whole discussion has been, is it Kaikar France or is it? Or did they just do the fourth fight with Brandon Moreno? I'm with do the fourth fight with Brandon Moreno, but Kaikar France is next in line. He's the on-deck batter. And by the way, Brent Royval put away Kaikar France and that win has aged extremely well
4: extremely well please no interim title by the way please no interim title belts I, I understand belts are props so i mean if they make one it's fine it's not hurting anybody but you don't need to make one just pay here's a, here's the thing make it a five-round fight pay both guys what they deserve give them pay-per-view points for anyone out there who's like oh you got to give them a title so they get pay per view points and then you make more money guys this is a this is a ufc decision they can pay people more money anytime they want they can pay people pay points anytime they want it's it's that's why there's different contracts for for the for the fights so that's all you sign on they can add these things this is in the ufc's power that they don't need to add a belt to the equation that's just what they say to limit the amount of times that they have to do this to limit the negotiation so uh i'm not it's fine i just it just sounds silly if they make an interim title fight if that's what it takes to get these guys paid then at the end of the day i'm fine with it but normalize five round non-interim title fights between guys and guys getting paid a lot more money for those fights
3: you know it's you know it's an interrupt title. you know it's gonna be so a title fight.
4: That's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon my language. I haven't wow. got a lot of I haven't got a lot of sleep. That is dumb.
3: Unreal. Wow. Um yeah. I mean, if they make that fight, you know the OC is gonna put an drip title on it. Because by the way, these cards are filling up. We're starting to run out of champions here, and we got lots of pay-per-views to fill up. We get July 30th to fill up. It would not shock me in the slightest if they put that fight on that July 30th card for an interim title, what's going to headline it. I have no freaking clue, but yeah, we'll see what happens. I'll get to a couple of these. Sure. Um, There's a few that I like Uh, Rose versus Dern. Sure. Uh, I'll get to a couple of these picks. Just, I think we have like 10 minutes to go before we hit that hour mark that I wanted to hit. Uh, Let's go to Matt Ravelli. I don't want Michael Chandler to get a title shot off of this. Yes, it was impressive, but I want him to fight the loser a Benil in Islam when it happens. All right. Robbie Ryan, Oliveira versus Islam, Esparza versus the Joanna Zhang. Wow, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I read this wrong. Too tired. Esparza versus Joanna Zhang winner, which she will lose. And then Chandler versus McGregor. And he said UFC 274 was a disaster. All right. Jaron Kawada, do Bronx versus Holloway two after Max Speeds Folk. Wow uh randy brown versus kevin holland we didn't give the disclaimer come on man you're better than that kevin holland oh, He's fighting sure. tim means come on <laughs> yes
4: yeah. come on
3: chaos versus nico price and he says chaos should have won no he shouldn't have but i do like the fight with nico price oh. OSP versus maxim grishin trinaldo versus with versus Zaleski. what do you think about that
4: yeah yeah I, i'm down for trinaldo versus almost anything at this point i love that guy
3: Give Tony a bounce-back fight and a chance to avenge his loss to Michael Johnson, AK. I think that's kind of too far back, if we're being honest. My and again, Michael Johnson has a fight. He's fighting next week, isn't he? Is it Alan next Pat- week? He's fighting that's Alain Patrick, isn't he? He is. I can't believe that fight's actually happening. That's crazy. That's insane. Uh, Tristan Gordette. Let's see if we have anything new here. Justin Gaethje versus Dustin Poirier, too. Dana said he's not making the fight with Poirier versus Nate, so this makes the most sense. Yes. Randy Brown versus Gunnar Nelson. Chaos Williams versus Jeremiah Wells, win or lose against Cor- if Jeremiah Wells wins or loses against Court McGee at UFC Austin on June 18th. Wild card: Brennan Riva versus Mateus Nicolau, Trinaldo versus Li Jing Liang, Lupi Godinez versus the winner of Jessica Penne versus Brianna Fortino, happening July 16th. If Jessica wins, Lupi could try to get that one back. If Brianna wins, I feel like the matchup is really good stylistically. Yes. By the way, we haven't seen Brianna Fortino, aka Brianna Van Buren. She is fighting F- Jessica F- F-K-A, FKA FKA. Yes. Also known as, but yeah. yeah. P uh, yeah, P a. Yeah. Previously known as PK. Formerly formerly
4: known as. Oh, tr- tremendous. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, I, I yes, I apologize for not reading this disclaimer. I won't, I don't, I won't read the whole thing, but that's where I wanted to mention our rule for uh, Andre Fialio. He's, he's, he's got, he's getting the Kevin Holland ban <laughs> because he's already said that he's spoken to the UFC and they're going to book him for next month's card in Singapore. So match speaking for him is really futile. Uh, you can throw those matching picks out there. Go ahead. But if you think what you know what Andre Falio is doing next, uh, you are wrong. The only thing that we know is he's <laughs> going to fight. He wants to fight as many times as possible and might fight like
3: eight times this year for the UFC. We don't know. So uh, he's getting the ban. If they make Islam versus Darius, who will all verify? I think we, yeah. Connor's. Con- listen, you're going to hate, a lot of you are going to hate to hear this, but Connor is definitely in this conversation right now. He's always in the conversation. Like he's, like he's in the conversation. There's no doubt about it. He's in the conversation. Again, but there's lots of things we could do with Oliver. It's super fun. Lupia top 15. Man, she looked like a top 15 fighter last last night. That was impressive. She ran over Ariana Carlosi. I thought she would win, and I thought she would win convincingly. I didn't think she'd do that. There should have been at least one 10-8. There could have been two Ted eights in that fight, for sure. Mm-hmm. Askarov Royval fight to make again. Askarov has a fight; he's fighting Alex Perez. Uh, Andre Fiala versus Alex Morono, AK. Yeah, look, again, listen. There's a lot I of see great. Alex work. going to Singapore on short note on some sure. short notice. Sure. Nick Duroff, uh, remind
4: us if you're on Twitter or whatever, just DM me or remind us on one of our shows later if you get if that gets booked like
3: this week. You I definitely get not no point. They're going to make Charles sit out, wait for Connor. Also, can we give Carla her or at least going for finishes, sticking to her style? I mean, no one really went for any finishes, to be <laughs> being honest. Uh, Dubrox versus Islam. Rose next fight on Dancing with the Listen, Stars. good. Peter luck. Ambrosini, you're joking,
4: but that would be a good thing for it. Didn't that show just get canceled, though? It did. Uh, I think it's on hiatus. Hold on.
3: Oh, I gotta call my mom. She freaking loves that <laughs> show.
4: So, I know, I know Tyra Banks got canned. I'm sorry, guys. I know this is, I know way too much about dancing with the stars. Um,
3: Tyra Banks is on dancing with the stars. I watched that show, yeah.
4: She replaced Tom. She Bergeron was, yeah, it was not well received.
3: Oh, it's not, it not well,
4: well received. Um,
3: Boston's own Tom Bergeron,
4: so good. So one of the best hosts in in uh, in uh, television history. Uh, I, I think either he just wanted to get paid more, or he just... Lost. Sorry, guys, we're talking about Dancing with the Stars here, but I'm sorry. I, I thought I heard something about the show, maybe, or at least getting put on hiatus. But um, yeah, if that that actually would be
3: a good. I'd love to see Rosenberg doesn't dance with the stars. I get that's a crack about the fight, but I'm just saying. Yeah, Tom Bergeron, by the way, is a legend. Uh, he used He's to host. So good. He used to host a like local show in Boston that like nobody watched on Sunday mornings called People Are Talking. And I just thought he was such a good host. He's, He's amazing. amazing. He's like Bob Barker-esque with his ability to be like glib,
4: like really glib and like burn people when they do, anyway. He's quick-witted.
3: He's good. This is this was one that has come up a lot. Michael Chandler versus Dustin Poirier. I would love to see this fight. I just don't think it happens. I don't think Dustin has any interest in fighting Michael Chandler. Why not? I think. Well, Michael said some things like along the way that really irked Dustin Poirier about, oh no, remember, okay. Remember, they booked, at least they were in discussions, to do Dustin Poirier versus Tony Ferguson. Remember this? This is like, I don't know if this is in the middle of the pandemic or if this is before, but that fight was discussed and it looked like it was heading in the right direction. There just needed some I's to be dotted and T's to be crossed, but they never were. So for some reason, Dustin kind of like was out of the conversation and Michael Chandler's like, all right, I'm here for a good time, not a long time, I'm in. And Tony Ferguson was like, no, bro, I wanted to fight Dustin. I'm standing by the guy I wanted to fight. And Dustin thought that was kind of a bad look for Michael Chandler. And since then, he's just kind of no-sold him every single time. So, um I mean, if it comes down to it and Poirier just wants to get back in there, I guess, but I get, I get, I do, I just, I think he'd rather fight, I mean, I think he'd kind of rather fight Gaethje a second time than fight Chandler, if, if we're being honest. I just don't think he, I just don't think he wants to give Chandler any kind of a rub at all. God, why honestly? would anyone want to fight Justin Gaethje twice? Oh, my God. I mean, he probably thinks he could beat him. I mean, he did already, so... Yeah, it or again, beat man. him again. Yeah. Roy Val, wild as hell, of course. Tracy Cortez versus Ariane Lipsky. I, I think we got to go a little higher with Cortez now. That was a good win over Melissa Gatto. I will say this. Props to Tracy Cortez for... For her her defense on the ground, Melissa Gatto had her chances. looked like things were going to get a little hairy, and and Tracy battled through it. But to me, man, like good for her getting the win. This one screamed Melissa Gatto lost this fight and gave it away more than Tracy wanted. That's just how I viewed it watching it live. Great win for Tracy. Great moment for her in front of the home crowd. I thought Melissa Gatto, I think if they fought 10 times, Gatto wins seven of them. But Cortez got it done when it counted, so... Do we think, is she ready for a top 15? Do we throw Tracy Cortes as a top 15 opponent right now? Are we yeah. sleeping mad at this point? No, yeah. Listen, give her the,
4: uh, I shouldn't even, I shouldn't even bring this up. Give her the, uh didn't she, wait, what's the, what's the, fight? oh, Aaron Blanchfield. Yeah, give, give her the Aaron Blanchfield rematch. I don't know. <laughs> a, that was the, uh she narrowly, she, 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 that was a, I got a robbery review that fight. Sunday. Yeah, I got a robbery review that Sunday. And Victa her last appearance for Invicta for Contender Series. Yeah, she won a narrow, very, very narrow split decision over uh, Aaron Blanchfield. Hotly contested. Uh, so, yeah, just give her that rematch, right? But no, I don't know. I, I think you keep them you keep them away from each other for now. But hey, if you're Blanchfield, you
3: should try, you should try and get that fight. RDA if he beats fizzy versus Oliveira? don't think, I mean, I don't think that happens. But, I mean.
4: Stranger things have happened. It's just not, I mean, he's way down. He's definitely on the short, he's maybe on the short list, but he's probably at the bottom of the short list, so.
3: Yeah. can Adesanya coming up. It's I official it. July 2nd. Uh, we knew this was coming. If you listen yeah. to heck of a morning, basically been telling you this is probably going to happen for like three weeks now. Uh, it was just awaiting one signature. I think it probably happened very, very close, but I think I, the promo that UFC put together was probably Adesanya approved. Like Adesanya is probably like, I want to see how you're announcing this fight and then I'll sign the contract. I wouldn't be shocked if Adesanya got a look at that promo video that put Adesanya over like a megastar. This is like Razor Ramon making his WWF debut kind of a promo. We're putting this guy over in a huge way. And then it's all Adesanya the entire time. And then at the end, there's Canada face. They're fighting July 2nd. So what do you think of the matchup? This clearly was the fight to make. This is the number one contender. But main event for International Fight Week, you're down with it? Yeah, listen, this is how meritocracy works. I, I think
4: I think uh, uh Adesanya is at that level where his name he's enough of an A side that you don't need he doesn't have to have like the sexiest opponent. Uh that's such it sounds so rude to say that um is not a sexy opponent, but then you guys know what I mean. He doesn't have like a lot of mainstream cachet and like your average person just has no idea who Jared Cannonier is, and that's fine. Um but he Kananir has fought his way up to that level. Um he he's a, he's a knockout guy he's an exciting fighter so i mean he has he has everything you want in a challenger he is the he's the legitimate number one contender i'm very into the fight uh yeah and i'm perfectly fine saying that this is the headliner of the ufc's illustrious uh, international fight week um so yeah i like uh i like that matchup a lot i love the video uh, mike you threw, up in our, you threw it up in our slack of him at uh, the event on saturday surrounded by like the, <laughs> the you know, Pat, patty pimblett uh, molly mccann and Aljo. You know, people who, when they're on, when when they're on camera, like, they're on. You know, when you put the camera on, Aljo, Patty, Molly McCann, they're going to give you, like, yeah, they're going to freak out. Like, they love, they're like, they're like fans. They're like fans when they're in there, you know? And then Kananir is just, he's like me when I'm at a party. Like, he just, he's just, he's kind of, he's just kind of sitting there, like, like, kind of mining. his, sorry for podcast listeners. I'm doing, like, a am doing, like, a, a vacant expression on my face to show, like, just being uncomfortable in this big public setting. Uh, I'm like that. Kananir is me. Kananir, is, I think, is a lot of us in that clip. So. It's gonna be tough uh, selling it uh, as far as like the lead up to the fight, interviews and things. Kenner can be an interesting guy, but he's not like a, a top tier trash talker. I don't think. Like I, I think his interviews are okay, but he's not a top tier trash talker. And Edison uh, is gonna to do a lot of the heavy lifting. Hopefully, avoiding any of the kind of juvenile insults that we saw in the Vittori fights and the the, uh, the Costa fight. But you gotta do what you gotta do to sell. So Izzy, you know, whatever he says
3: lead, lead up to this fight, take it with a grain of salt. Um, but yeah, good good matchup. Arnold Allen versus Brian Ortega. Uh, There was a report that came out from ESPN Deportes last night that July 16th, we're going to see Brian Ortega versus Yair Rodriguez. Um, Based on conversations I had, premature. That's all I'll say. Premature. Fight is not done. I don't even think it's been verbally agreed upon from from the conversations I had. So Uh, there you go. Dustin versus Diaz, that was the fight. I think it's fizzled out at this point. Like if you haven't made it now, I don't think they're going to. It was right there. Both everybody wanted it and you didn't do it, so it was dumb. Should Marina fight Carla? Yes. AK says yes. Correct. I say she needs one more win <laughs> before that fight needs to ha- before that fight happens. Gillespie needs to fight. Yes. Yeah. Uh, apparently, and I don't know this for a fact, but I've been told by people who would probably know this that Gillespie was offered the Armand Sarukian fight. Um, he was the first option, didn't come to fruition. Now we got Matush Gamrod and good lord. Tony Ferguson versus McGregor coming off a loss, so sure. Yeah, it's doable. I don't
4: I don't think the UFC's would be would be pursuing that one right now. McGregor versus Du It's possible. Oliveira better be a minus six hundred favorite if he gets mashed up with McGregor. <laughs> I don't yeah. know that. versus Evil Mass. Evil is that the freaking rules, but yeah, way. that's
3: great. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? I'm gonna run through a few more of these. Let Geichi me uh, versus the RDA
4: FaZe winner, AK. Let me drop a couple. Of, oh yeah. Uh Kechi. Well, I want I've I've been advocating for RDA to fight Dustin Poirier at some point. So, but I mean that's kind of right in the same realm. Um, if, if RDA beats Fazeev, or you yeah, you kind of mix those guys up, right? I mean, you could have FaZe fight Kechi, RDA fight Poirier, regardless, you know, depending on who wins and loses. There's just so much fun to be had at 155. I know we always say it's you know, Bantamweight, I think right now has been like the hottest, like deepest division. But lightweight, there's a reason why it's historically been considered the deepest division in all of combat sports. Just look at the, some of the matchups that were thrown out there today. Like, it's just, it's just amazing. Win, coming off a win, coming off a loss, so many good options for, for uh, Charles Oliveira, for uh, Tony Ferguson, Michael Chandler, Justin Gaethje. You, you really can't lose. You really can't lose with uh, some, a lot of these uh, options we have here. So uh, I just want to throw out a couple of comments I got. Um, sure. Just from uh, Marcus McGee, he, he called this the he, – he always labels our shows. He called this the and no edition. And the and no addition because obviously we suddenly have no lightweight champion and uh i think if we were up to a lot of people the coming event not only would have been a draw but uh <laughs> but i think they would have liked to have seen the belt taken away from from Rose Namajunas and have that belt vacated as well uh and just and then just give it to the uh yoana the yoana zhangwei league winner that's coming up yeah that was just so i think and no is the perfect title so well done marcus uh uh our our pal ren odenheimer who we haven't heard from in a while uh, Thrown out some picks: Oliver Makachev, Esparza, Zhang Wili, Yohanna you know, Winner. But I really want to point out that he's, he says, "Does E Casey Lighten look like uh, Calvin and Hobbes cartoonist Bill Watterson?" So, guys, you're gonna have to Google that. They sent me a picture. They both have a, f- a fine mustache, some facial similarities, but you guys can Google that. Uh, Bill Watterson of uh, Calvin and Hobbes fame. So, Casey, if you're out there, you might have another doppelganger. I've seen a lot of. Uh, we got a lot of. Does Casey look like? so-and-so so So there's another one for you Casey and uh Casey Carpenter always a loyal listener (laughs) enjoying uh GC and Jed's new show yes people keep an eye out for that please there's that new betting show on the MMA fighting podcast uh network uh with uh Connor Burks and Jed Mishu so definitely uh, don't don't bet on MMA as I always say but if you must listen to this podcast first and uh what what other picks we have here um Fight of of the year, Asparza should defend against Rodriguez. Well, come on, there's no need to be sarcastic. Rose and Draj three, uh, Randy Brown versus D Rod. Yeah, a lot of people are talking about it. So, um, so there we go. Uh, guys, like I said, we have a lot, I got a lot of DMs, so I'll try to respond to some of those. I'll I'll try to send messages back, but uh, otherwise, thank you everyone, man, for who sent in comments, uh, and who's tuned into this YouTube because I think a lot of you were up with us last night,
3: Mike. You know, we were up till about 5 a.m. Eastern time. Uh I hit pillow head hit pillow <laughs> 610 this morning and my yeah. kid was my kid came into the in uh into the bedroom at like 6:42 <laughs> and yeah that's so, what happened. Anyone who was up with us last night and is on <laughs> now you guys
4: are warriors and anyone but hey anyone who's joining us on a Sunday spending time with us on a beautiful mother's day a beautiful Sunday I really appreciate it so thank you guys for and leaving tons of great YouTube comments great pics um, and, uh, for anyone listening on the podcast, uh, hopefully we, we, you know, we, we, we conveyed all the picks that we got cause there were a lot. Um, but yeah, thanks everyone listening,
3: watching, love doing this show, Mike, yes. love doing the show with you. We did the best we could. Yeah. I, I just I did not want this to be a two hour show. Um, uh, I feel like we've, we hit the sweet spot here. Mm-hmm. I said around an hour 10 is, is as good as I wanted to go. So, uh, we'll be back next week. It will be in podcast form. We'll be back live probably after UFC 275. I'm curious what start times and stuff are going to look like. So that's the plan. UFC 275 will be back live, but listen to the show on the podcast hour Cause it's the same damn show. Uh, next week, the UFC is back once again. Uh, Jan Bohovic versus Alexander Rakic is the main event. We got Ryan Spann versus Ewan Kuchalaba, the co-made event, Louis Smolka, Davey Grant, Caitlin Chukagian going up to 125 to fight Amanda Hibas. Oh no, she is a to 12- Man, he bust going up to 125. to yeah. Weird excuse fight. Excuse me. Weird fight. Very, Very weird. weird fight. <laughs> Frank Camacho, Manuel Torres, Jake hey! Hadley. Frank Camacho's back. Yeah, he's fighting Manuel Thank Torres. Goodness. Jake Hadley makes his UFC debut on this card against Alan Nascimento. Wow, I forgot this fight was. I knew this fight was happening. I didn't think it was happening next week. Big one at 125. Viviani Araujo versus Andrea Lee. Andrea Lee has been on an absolute tear. Uh, Michael Johnson versus Alan Patrik. Verna Jandaroba versus Angela Hill is on this card, AK. How are some of these
4: fights not on the main card? Has the main card
3: been finalized? How are some of these fights not on the main card? I don't know. Nick Maximoff versus Andre Petroski. And Carlos Candelario versus yes. Tetsuro Tyra, Postponed. Uh, which goes to go down eight days ago. Is now mm-hmm. happening six days from now. A lot of hype around Tyra. Not a bad card. Pretty, I mean. A lot of hype. Pretty solid card. I think they'll have to reshape this main card just a little. Just I a hope little so. Bit.
4: I think Angela Hill and Jan Jeroba or, Ar- I mean, Arujo Lee, I get it. The position as the uh, feet looks like maybe possibly the featured prelim. So that's okay. But I, I don't see why Jake Hadley or, and respectfully, cause I love Frank Camacho or Frank Camacho Torres should be above Arojo Lee or Jan Jeroba Angela Hill, but we'll see. We'll see. Like we said, I don't,
3: I don't know if this is finalized yet. So. Well, once it's over, we're gonna talk about it. All the finalized Can't things wait. that have happened, and yes, this kind of makes me giggle. The Drake curse lives on, and we knew it too. Soon as Last soon time. as that was made public, we already were like, "Oh, oh Gage is gonna I, lose."
4: I don't believe in that sort of people. know. I don't believe in curses, jinxes, any superstition, any of that. I don't believe in that sort of thing. But I will say, uh, he, he he's involved sometimes when these <laughs> these upsets happen.
3: But uh, I'll tell you, he was pretty good luck for the Raptors 2019. You know, I'm just saying. I'm just saying well his luck ran out and uh thank you all for, for joining us we appreciate you very much UFC 274 matchmaking at least for right now is in the books if you came in a little bit late you can go back and watch it or you can listen while you drive or wherever it is you want to do in the MMA fighting podcast network will be up shortly thereafter or jog or jogging I know, I know jogging. you guys are
4: jog- your joggers out there working. good job good for you get that cardio going
3: or jogging or or as it's called in uh, in some places but alright we're done we'll see you next week Blachowicz versus Rakic. Always remember, everybody, this is a very important rule. MMA is supposed to be fun, so don't take this stuff too seriously. We'll see you next week and On to the Next One. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.
0: The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA.